All right. Okay, we're recording. हेलो एंड वेलकम टू द रुकी नंबर्स पॉडकास्ट अ पॉडकास्ट वाई वी टेक गेम्स न्यूज एंड कंबाइन दैम टू मेक गेम न्यूज एंड टेक न्यूज समटाइम्स आई एम अमन एंड आई एम नीला एंड दिस इज द इंट्रो एज यूजल आर इंट्रो इज कम्प्लीटली इम्प्रोवाइज एंड आई डोंट नो वाई मेक एन अचीवमेंट आउट ऑफ इट बट इट इट इज वॉट इट इज आई लाइक टू डेज इंट्रो मोर या it's it's nice uh, it's nice all right so we have a lot of news for this week as we always do so almost like they want us to have news ha huh? hmm it's almost as if all this news is made for consumption on this podcast i took yes, it too far i'm sorry <laughs> okay we have very like game specific news this week a lot less hardware a lot more games okay let's move to the first topic of the week uh Watch Dogs Legion just basically got leaked entirely. So there was a leak which was about 560 gigs of leaked data, which was mostly just source code and not assets, from what I remember. So and so what exactly yeah. happened here was a week or two ago, a hacker group had nudged at Ubisoft and said, "If you don't pay us up." You know, if you don't pay up this much amount of money, we are going to leak the source code of Watch Dogs Legion and another game, which I forget. So I believe Ubisoft went like, eh, nobody really cares. And then the hackers did uh, leak out all the source code. It's apparently a two-part leak, of which 560 GB is one part, and there is some 500 odd GB more. The total of it comes down to one terabyte. And uh, even I thought initially this was just source code, but it doesn't make sense. It's probably bunch of uncompressed assets as well as source code that's fair yeah. like what do you think this means for like the cracking scene of the game okay so not just the cracking scene so this has a lot of implications on a lot of things in general so okay. this is a very good educational thing for somebody who wants to get into game dev right you can see how one of the biggest games of the year is coded and that is not an opportunity you have always and okay, that's fair yeah and secondly Uh, I'll get to the cracking part at the end because it is one of the bigger things. But secondly, add the modding scene. So this means an insane amount of thing for the modding scene because now, if you know the source code, you know where all you need to put your hooks. Hooks are things where mods latch off of the base code and run themselves, right? So mods need hooks. If you have the source code, it's way easier to find a hook. And now that well, the source code is leaked. Ubisoft also can. not optimally but it can let the modding scene handle all the issues that the game ever had or will have of which there are a lot that would be a cool way to turn the whole situation around yes but it's obviously not optimal so the thing is whoever you does use this source code will probably get a season desist from uh valuesoft because it is illegal that's fair although the code is out in public so it, i don't know if it's just if it's in the public so if it's in the public domain and it's someone else's but it's really just out there is it like it, morally how wrong are you in using it i mean it is a leak you can be if you are using same bits of code you can be like shut down from ubisoft it's not about being morally wrong it's about you being well they can legally shut you down and you can't do anything sure like if you make a um 
pawned off game from Watch Dogs Legion, that would probably get you shut down. But if you or, just made a what about if you just made a mod for it? Yeah, if you have a if you have made a mod for it, which has same code snippets from the main game, then mm-hmm. they can like go for a cease and desist. But then again, modding okay. is at this point it really relies on Ubisoft whether they want to push the modding scene or not. Because if they don't, then all of this is useless because they'll know that every single mod is basically using the source code as the base. Right. Right. And That's fair. Second and thirdly, for the cracking scene, this means well, every the cracking scene knows where the hooks for Denuvo are, which is the DRM. So okay. expect it to be cracked soon, but maybe not. Because if they technically if they use this, they are well, they can be there can be legal action on them, but there can be legal action action on them anyway. I mean, cracking is not particularly legal anyway, right? So, Doesn't cracking matter. isn't illegal. Distribution of it is illegal. So, what does a, what does a fitgirl.com or whatever have going for it that is not shut down? It, the only thing it has going for it is that it's based out of Russia. That okay. is illegal. Yeah, cracking a game, removing Denuvo protection is technically not illegal, but then distributing it is. Right, okay. So if I were to like buy, uh, if I were to like get my hands on a game, crack it and remove all the, remove the Denuvo and everything, and then just keep it to myself, I would be totally within my legal right to do that. Yeah, nobody cares because you have bought the game. That's fair. Hmm, good enough. Well, Watch Dogs Legion isn't a game you'd buy because there have been a lot of issues with it currently as well. You were going to, but then you took a rate step back. Ha, yes, exactly, I did. I, so, I was looking into subscribing for the Uplay Plus thing, which would let me play both Watch Dogs Legion and Creed Valhalla on launch to mm-hmm. satisfy the lack of game that... That Cyberpunk left. Yes. Anyway, so I am not doing the same because, well, Watch Dogs Legion is a shit show. Even if you are, let's let's put aside the technical issues for once. It as a core, the core concept of the game is you are hiring random ass people on the streets, right? Apart from that, the gameplay is just bog standard Watch Dogs gameplay, and they have not done anything to it. And coming from me, I've played Watch Dogs one a lot. I've we played Watch Dogs 2 a lot. It's the same, and I really dislike that because I really disliked how Watch Dogs 2 played. It's just boring, repetitive, do the same thing every time. It, it, there is no. The only innovation is in the environment and not what you're doing. So, is it the kind of a game where you didn't like it and everyone else did, or like is it something I was like genuinely disliked by holistically by the community? It is Watch Dogs uh, 2. It is an opinion that most of the community mirrors. Because, like, if I'm Ubisoft, and if they have made no changes, like, that sounds like kind of the thing where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So the but, thing is, they're banking on the new gameplay system of recruiting people to be the main focus of it, and people having fun in that itself, mm-hmm. which is a very fair logic. But the thing is, there are issues there. I also. A lot of lip syncing is messed up because of how they do it. And okay. eventually, there are just 30 to 40 different types of missions Then for recruiting. Then again, it gets repetitive. But it is also fair. In that sense, it is done well. 
the main okay. core gameplay thing that they're trying to push here is done well but it could have definitely been done better with everything supporting it so i think we discussed it last time where um one way to like make this a better deal would be to like bring out better dlcs which add to the core gameplay and or whether to see if they're banking on the online to work properly which both of us don't really have much hopes for but probably could be something it's so it depends it's the main core gameplay loop that is so the core gameplay loop of recruiting people is fine right that is not the issue mm-hmm. using them in your different missions is where the game lacks so if they fix that in certain dlcs in maybe an extra extra 10 missions that you can do extra 10 storyline missions that is well and mm-hmm. good but, but do you again, think that should just be like the part that should be the base game exactly like you right. expect that, something new that was where i was going for that it it then it should be just distributed for free instead of being like hey you can pay 30 dollars more just to get what we should have shipped with the game which is becoming a thing that is becoming a thing yes right like, so i'm not yeah. too i'm not too optimistic on I, how this is going to end up mm-hmm. but there are a lot of now if you're talking about the technical issues that this game has oh hell no <laughs> it requires a lot more than the seven patches that horizon zero dawn got to make it yeah from what i have been told uh, it plays differently on every console which is fine but it plays very weirdly on all the consoles there is uh, resolution dropping on every single one there's bad optimization and then there is like safe corrupting bugs so whatever you played you can just throw it in the trash because it's not going to survive anyway the xbox one kind of plays at 900p instead of the 1080p and then drops to 640p which is like tv from the 2005s and the ps4 takes it to like a 1080p but still drops to like the same 900 to 800p all of this at 30 fps and the xbox one x and the ps4 pro kind of try to take it up uh the ps4 pro is like the most stable version of the game because it has lower resolution so it can like push more in close to the same uh what do you call it same amount of power i would say it has like a 1600p which is like higher than 1080p at least which is around 1296p yeah so the problem here is most of these consoles are supposed to push some level of resolution which is like 1080p at least with the xbox one and ps4 you expect your games to run at 1080p at least the 1080p is like the basic standard that you have come to expect from the consoles but it drops frames so hard which to like to come at the Xbox one and PS4 i would say that's fair it's fine because it's like the newest game from 2020 running on a 2013 console but on the one x and the PS4 pro i think it's uh it's kind of problematic like the real problems is i i see the real problems at the one x and the PS4 pro because at the one x it is supposed to run at 4k but it kind of runs at slightly under 4k and then drops to 1440p and there is still a lot of tearing it performs better than the base consoles but like it is a console from what one year ago two years ago and i expect some semblance of if it says 4k gaming it should run at 4k at least on 30 fps and i'm assuming everything here is on 30 fps so you're not even going for a higher frame rate to account for some performance shift so yeah this is Yeah, not not looking great for Ubisoft just as of yet. Maybe they do some fixes for the lower consoles. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just bank on 
the Series X and the PS5 and the Series S maybe to come up and be performance kings in that manner where you get higher frame rates on 1080p and 4K only on the newest gen consoles, which I don't know looks kind of difficult. And I also low-key think that this is like one of those games that marks the ending of the last gen of consoles because. Uh, from what I remember, the 360 and the PS3 got its final games in 2014, which was a year after the 2013, uh, when the Xbox One and the PS4 launched. This game looks like the end, like the final few games that launched on the PS4 and the Xbox One, to me, at least. I do, I, I, I can't say I mirror your thoughts, you know. I Okay. In fact, in my opinion, I'm actually not at all surprised with how the Xbox One and PS4 are performing. Because Xbox One, for the most part, Xbox One has always been 900p upscaled, right? Okay. And PS4 fair, it's still 1080p. As in, I'm talking about the most of the time they are at 900p and 1080p, although they do fall yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But see, for them, Xbox One has always output 900p and then upscaled it to 1080p. So I, I am not surprised. PS4 1080p not surprised. Xbox One X, I am actually genuinely very surprised. It can, like, it produces a playable frame rate at 4K as well as 1440p. Mm-hmm. And, well, PS4 Pro was just lesser powerful, but I, I still do appreciate it. Uh, I do appreciate both of them being able to... Maintaining the 1440p yeah, at least. Yeah, and being able to push at least 1080p. But you think about it, these are still like two-year-old consoles at best. Yeah, and I'm not... 1440p 30 fps is still pretty low. Yeah. Considering these are consoles that say they can do 120 fps at 1080p at least. 100%. I'm not defi- I'm not defending Ubisoft in any of how they've optimized the game. I'm just saying okay. I'm I won't be disappointed if this was the final product. I'll just love it to be much better than what it is. Sure, yes. Because Watch Dogs Legion is a very well, it is a horribly optimized game, but it's also a very beautiful game. It's also, yeah, it's a very demanding game and it is a 2020 game in, in all forms. Yeah. And fair, they were supposed to be 4K consoles, but I'd let them hit 2K and not be annoyed with it. Sure. I, w- I would think if it if they were 4K consoles hitting 2K, they would at least have 60 FPS, but I guess that's a dream that, yeah, that's, that's not going to be a very happy dream there. That's not going to exist for... A while. Very long. Considering yeah. PS5 does not support 2K. Yeah, in, in a very weird piece of new IGN Italy confirms that PS5 will not support 1440p at all. But it supports all other resolutions like 1080p and 4K. And 900p and whatever lower resolution 480p if you really want to question mark. Maybe. If you have a CRT TV then yes. Sometimes yes. input lag matters. Yeah, of course. So, the thing is, the reasoning they've given is that 1440p has always existed only in the monitor field. Range. Yeah, Mm. and not on, like, mainstream TVs, which is, which to me is a very fair reasoning. Sure. Because it is aimed to be used with a TV and not with a monitor. Yes. Okay. And uh, as you see, like, like, PC gaming is inching towards 1440p and not 4K. Because monitors aren't, well, because it's the not logical. Because the spot on monitors yeah, exactly. uh, is 1440p because of the size. Exactly. So, you can't expect 
So I feel this is where the console and the PC start branching off. Consoles go for 4K, whereas PC starts going more for 1440p unless you're playing on a huge monitor projector. Sure, yes. All the projectors get incredibly expensive at higher resolutions. Yeah, yeah. well, that's also true. But yeah, so this is where I feel the branch off. I don't think uh, PCs target 4K as much as they target 1440p, 144 Hz. Okay, tell me this, and this is a very genuine doubt, and this might sound kind of dumb, but uh, what is it with Sony or like even Microsoft setting resolutions or saying that we won't support this particular resolution um at all like on a console because from what i from what my understanding of a pc is if you have an 8k monitor you can like in theory set your resolution to 8k if you have a 16k monitor for example in theory you can set your resolution to 16k it'll give you like half a frame a second but you can do it why can't consoles just open up their settings like that that if you're plugged into a 1440p monitor it just automatically goes to 1440p it's, I or feel, like give you the option to go down to 1080p, I don't know. So I feel it's more of an optimization thing and the 1440p, if I'm not wrong, is also a different, well, aspect ratio. I don't think it is. Anyway, regardless. I, yeah, so, okay. so the thing here is that, uh, wait, huh, so the thing here is that uh, consoles will, if you put the PS5 on a 1440p display, what it will do is it will just upscale the 1080p uh, thing mm-hmm. it wait no my bad it will just show the 1080p thing it will will not upscale it unless your monitor just, yeah unless your monitor supports it if your monitor supports 1080p upscaling or 4k downscaling that's a different issue altogether your monitor is handling what the ps5 could not but if it is not then mm-hmm. you're just going to get 1080p on your 1440p monitor because it can't output the amount of pixels that 4k can that 4k needs my bad but it can output well the well, 4 million that but you can use. What, what exactly is the issue here though? Like, I get the fact that you want to support less resolution so that you can make it easier for the consumer to just go, you want to play this at 1080p, you want to play this at 4K, just have two sets of settings or something. But if you're connected to a monitor that's 1440p, what's the difficult part in just adding a setting that just says 1440p or just like set resolution of monitor? Because in theory, you know that it can support a higher resolution or push that many more pixels. So what's it with just pushing a little less? I don't get it. Well, I, I from my eyesight, I think that it's more of an optimization thing, as I said. Mm-hmm. So I think it's because they don't want to sit and optimize it for the... Three mm. different resolutions. Yeah. But then again, that, that's just theory crafting. I really don't Yeah, know. I'm not really sure. I don't know if that's sound reasoning enough or not, but sure, I'll go for that. Also, another thing I'd like to tell you, Aman, is that mm-hmm. uh, resolutions on the TV and resolutions on your monitor are two different things, right? When your mm-hmm. TV could be a 4K TV, that does not mean it is 3840 by 2160. So, right. okay, that would be less or more. So, a 4K TV in all sense of, like, in all... Like, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. In all of its marketing, whatever the fuck. It is a 4096 by 2160 display, which is technically a little more on the longer side. Yeah. Which makes it not a 16 by 9 uh, aspect ratio, right? 
Okay. So this has always been a thing with TVs where they have slightly which in which 4K doesn't mean 3814 to 2160. Well, 1080p doesn't mean 1920 to 1080. 2K doesn't mean 2560 to 1440. Okay. Right. But that matters why. The, again, aspect, aspect ratio. ratio doesn't do much to. A it game changes or... your. It changes how you're viewing it. It makes from. It changes it from a square to a rectangle. Sure. A Which changes the UI. Rectangle. It changes the UI. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm just okay. like playing the devil's advocate here. I don't know why yeah, they want to. But I I don't quite get it, but I guess I I see the simplicity here. Like I see the fact that they're trying to make the whole thing simple. That there are two resolution free support. One is 1080p or 1K. The other is 4K. You can choose between the two, and that's easy for like a 13 year old to understand, or the 13 year old's mom to understand if she's setting it up for him. I don't know what universe that happens because 13 year olds are pretty tech savvy. But yeah, I get why they're doing it. I just don't. I don't. I don't see why they can't just make it a little harder. Uh, on the other side of that spectrum. We have some news on the Xbox, and that is the Xbox Series S 512 gig model only has 360-ish gigs, 364 gigs of available storage. So I find that it's an abnormally abnormally large size of reserve storage. That means that off a 512 gig SSD, you only get to use 360, which means it's close to like 150 gigs of reserve storage that could house your operating system and like your basic applications and whatever else. So I think this would be fine. And people are like kind of mad about this because 360 gigs is not a lot considering the fact that all the new generation games are extremely big in size. And if you want to play them at their full res, like if you want to download them and keep them on your SSD, that would mean you can save close to like five games on your 360 gigs, which is not a lot. And this would be fine if you could just plug in another SSD or an, or a hard drive and just load up more games. But you can't exactly. So while the Xbox remains a plug-and-play hard drive and load up more games console, if you want to play any of the new games, you would have to buy an SSD for the intended gaming experience. And not just any SSD, you would have to buy the Xbox SSDs. And those are proprietary. And those are kind of expensive. And they're not exactly a lot more expensive than like market SSDs, but I expect they won't go on sale as often. And that's what people are saying that if they don't go on sale as often, or if I just happen to buy a cheap SSD off the market, which is, and even if it meets the standard, it's it's not going to fit in that slot, which is a little annoying. Um, if you want to play old games, though, you can like plug in a mechanical hard drive and it'll still work like an Xbox One or an Xbox 360 title. But for the new games, you would need to buy a proprietary SSD from Xbox, and nobody likes proprietary stuff, basically. So wait, this can, is yeah. Can you yeah. not transfer your games from your internal storage to an external hard drive, the mechanical hard drive that I own, and keep them there until I want to play it? At that point, like Apparently, storing it. I think it? you can do that. I think you can do. It. You just can't play off that hard drive. Okay. You can make it a storage, but you can't play it off that hard drive. So. That is one strategy that most people are saying that you should be doing, where you have a large game storage hard drive or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the most popular solutions I saw. But, but then again, uh, you can't have too many playable games. That just on means your you can have 
both of the the Call of Duty Modern Warfare and the new Call of Duty and no other game. Basically that, yes. So that that's exactly the problem, right? Or the games are getting so much bigger that if you if you want to play like a Call of Duty, you can fit only two games on the on the Xbox Series S. And if you want more than that, at least playable at the same time and not have to wait 40 minutes for it to like transfer and transfer back. Um, you would need to buy you to shell out more money for an SSD, and the SSD is not cheap. Like it is two hundred dollars, which is around twenty or twenty five dollars more expensive than your like aftermarket SSDs. Um, but like in general, that's half the price of the console. How much to get of more this, storage? How much? How much of this do you think is warranted by the amount of improvement they've made on the SSDs? Look, the SSDs are good. The PS5 SSDs were supposed to be the best in the world, and I buy that. I said that's okay, it's pretty cool. But there is some level of like, there is performance and there's usability. You gotta have a balance of both, right? I could have the best performing disc on the planet, but if it costs me two thousand dollars to set up and it only gives me like some level of performance beyond which I have to beyond which there's another paywall, that's still going to be a bad experience for me, right? So, I don't know if it's going that far into that spectrum because this is no red camera. This is not like you have a five hundred twelve gig mag and the other mag costs two thousand dollars and they keep breaking. It's not quite like that, but there is potential for this behavior to kind of go kind of crazy, like in that spectrum because you already don't have enough storage on your con like on your um, SSD as it is. And then you have to buy another, which is half the price of the console. It kind of sounds crazy. It does. It honestly does. It's not worth it. They, it, they, I mean, considering when they launched the one terabyte model, I think even that has a usable space of around seven hundred to eight hundred gigs. Eight, eighty. Yeah, it's about like the same one hundred fifty-ish gigs is used up. So with the one terabyte model, I understand you can have like five or six games at your disposal, which is like at least to me, honestly, the number of games I play at a time. I play five games and I can have the rest of them on storage and I can wait half an hour while I play another for it to load up. I'm fine with that. Like that's still a that's still a model I understand. But with the Series S, you're really kind of cut down on three or two or three games yeah. if you're trying to play the big games. Um. So yeah, that's that's a thing. And talking about storage, we have some news on Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So we've got some news on Black Ops Cold War's preloading file size. And a weapon pack details, which eh, I'm more so interested okay. at the file size, right? So okay. knowing how war, like what what is it called? Warzone War was, Warzone yeah. was in all in all more, around a 250 GB game, right? After which mm-hmm. they broke it down into whatever it was, 160 GB for Warzone and whatnot. They have again yeah. done kind of the similar thing here. So the PlayStation 4. Is around 100 gigs. PlayStation 5 is 150 gigs. Xbox One mm-hmm. again is around 100 gigs, and Xbox Series S and X, both of them are again around 140 gigs. Okay. Now the thing here is Xbox Series S is not going to run it at 4K, and mm-hmm. it is going to run it at 1440p, whereas yeah. Xbox Series X is going to run it at 4K, which means that they Xbox have assets that they won't use. Yeah, Xbox Series S has assets that it won't use, but have, but which they have made everybody install. 
okay eating like eating up stories that could areas. be used other places yeah. yeah eating through the 300 gigs that you already have mm-hmm. right so now something what makes it even more interesting is when you look at the pc sizes right you have 35 uh-huh. gb for multiplayer only 82 gb for the full game which is probably single player and there maybe not the warzone i don't think warzone is packaged in this but no it's not i don't think so the third is 125 gb which has ultra graphics which is supposed to be the 4k textures okay so what's interesting is they could not remove the 4k textures from the series s model but they give the option on the pc hmm that's weird although like from what i remember you can uh uninstall parts of the game that you don't need on the series x and s which is something i forgot to mention on the last the, on the last topic uh so that is a saving grace so i it have a be, feeling that you can do it internally it remains to be seen how actually effective that is though it's just a yeah. feature that it supports i think it's going to be a feature at the discretion of the game developer, developer. yeah i mean i expect that if they're doing it on the pc they will do it on the xbox as well i at least i hope so because playing the whole story like being making the storage a mafia is not something that even the games would um, benefit from like holding storage at ransom at the expense of microsoft's proprietary ssds is something that games wouldn't benefit from users wouldn't benefit from only microsoft would benefit from it which works because they are partnered up for that matter Yeah, but like then Microsoft wouldn't give the option in the first place for installing uninstalling parts of the game, right? Well, so it kind of like kind of comes back full circle into the fact that we don't know whether Microsoft has ulterior motives with the whole storage thing. Of course. So yeah, it remains to be seen, but the storage thing is kind of interesting and it also tells me that I need to clear up my SSD to fit Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> Are you going to play that though? I want to. I have not I have uh confession time i've never played a black ops game which i really should but have you ever played a call of duty i have i've played modern warfare 2 and i've played call of duty 1 okay and i've played like modern warfare like the first modern warfare i think that's all i've played i've played all of the black ops and i really loved all of them but i'm really not looking forward to this really yeah damn okay although i Although how well they set up the story with the throwbacks to Black Ops One and Two. Yeah, it it did look better than Black Ops Three and Four to me. I mean, let's see, let's see how it works. Anyway, so yeah. talking about shooters, we have Apex Legends launching on Steam with, with a new season. With a new season, so Apex Legends finally launched on Steam, and it does not require Origin to play it. You just you, need an account on EA to play. That's it. Yeah. you need not have origin on so every so there was a lot of theory crafting about this whether when apex launches on steam whether you will require origin to be on the on in the background or not mm-hmm. and you need not have it on you can just uninstall it and apex legends does not mind which is perfect because i which can't is, wait for yeah. fifa to do the same thing so that i can get rid of origin once and for all so you know a lot of theory crafting behind why ea play came to steam was mm-hmm. the reasoning was that uh origin wanted uh apex to be a game on steam oh okay and Because then bigger user base etc yeah yeah and then wait no it was the other way around steam wanted apex on their platform and then origin was like fair then you have to market ea play as well okay 
Steam hasn't had EA games for a while, right? It's been like almost a decade or something. It right? has been a good at least five to six years. I remember like at least 2012 or 2011 when that's more than five to six years. But yeah, at least it's almost ten bunch, years. A good bunch of time, <laughs> yes. Ah, we're old, buddy. Yes, I know it. Anyway, so some not so Talking old news. Talking about old news. <laughs> we have Fortnite coming back to the iPhones. Hmm. But not in a way you expected. So, we actually haven't been following the Epic versus Apple battle a lot. I haven't for the for the very least because I was kind of got tired of the drama and it became a legal battle. But Fortnite is coming back to the iPhones via the NVIDIA cloud gaming service. So, NVIDIA has developed a version of its GeForce cloud gaming service, which I think is called GeForce Now. Or is it is that something else? So it is, I think, through GeForce Now, and what the Nvidia has done is that they're supporting GeForce Now on the mobile web browser of iOS, which is Safari. Mm-hmm. I don't know how smoothly that's going to work, but well, if they're doing it, what what this does is this this makes them not have to pay charges to Apple, right? Because it is a browser based; it is not using their App Store. Okay. So that is why I they feel like. So that is, call this very soon. The, that is why they've gone the browser route and they might, there is no basis for Apple to call it soon because it is browser based and that would mean that they start taking browser like transaction on every browser purchase as well, which I don't think that which is not going to happen. Exactly. But uh, for the most part, I remember there was another cloud gaming service which was doing uh, like browser based games, which also got blocked by blocked in some regard on Apple. I don't remember which one. I just remember fle- like fleetingly reading about it, and uh, this kind of approach has been done before for some games where you create like a web app and you run the game through the web app. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I really want to see how long this lasts. I kind of have a feeling Apple will have some kind of response to it. Maybe a security thing, maybe whatever. But I have a feeling they'll get this down. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, let's I hope see how not, it goes. But yeah. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Well, I really hope... It's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Final bits of news we have today. One of it is that uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light launches on November 10th. Along mm-hmm. with Assassin's Creed Valhalla launching and uh, Black Ops Cold War launches on the November 13th. Regardless, back to Destiny 2. So, a new expansion is launching and with that new expansion we are losing some old content which I am dreadfully against. We are losing the base game planets along with five raids of the eight. And that's literally half the game done, right? Yeah, yeah, more than half. And a bunch of game planets are also gone, which again more than half. But okay. there are some new there are a bunch of new subclasses that they are introducing which are definitely interesting and they are also introducing a new uh, new player well campaign thing which the company the community has been wanting for a while okay and they're also okay, tell se- me this yes, i'm a new player on destiny 2 for example this is a free to play game i enter the game and i have played the game 6 months ago or something and now i enter it and the, like half of the game is basically gone and whatever is left is paywalled in the name of Destiny 2 Beyond Light. What is in it for me? Like, why am I playing the game? You're playing the game for the... So, what they're going to do is they're going to launch the old... One of the old expansions, which is called Forsaken. 
as the base game currently which has two raids which are one of them is a very nice raid and and has a lot of lore behind it so that is something you have in the base game that you can play it is basically a glorified demo at this point right so it is not technically a free to play game it's just like a glimpse of the big yes. old thing that's in front of you yeah uh okay destiny 2 used to be better that's all i'll say or it is great right now if you want to play it for the next 5 days or 4 days based on when this launches and after that you'll probably like miss out on a lot of stuff yeah i i don't like the path this is going down <laughs> yeah and talking about new stuff happening but without some bad news uh we have and this is only here because i played this game a lot rainbow six siege launches a new season very soon at least the new details for the new season are out uh the new season is called something like neon dawn and it's based and they have launched a new defender called aruni which is a thai name i guess and from what we can see from the trailer and the leaks about the operator she's going to be completely broken and she's going to break the meta entirely so she's going to be nerfed in the test server and she's going to be nerfed to the point where she's not usable and that is how the fate of every operator in rainbow six siege is mm-hmm. that that's all i have to say <laughs> Well, it seems interesting. The new operator definitely seems interesting. The new operator is very interesting. There, I like the fact that they can like uh, create new things, like new abilities for operators every now and then, even if it's like some sometimes taken from old games. Which is what their, which is what their well selling point is. As in, you can't really say that you like it because they do that. That is why you've paid for the game. I mean yeah I get it I just like the fact that they're still creative about it and they're not just doing like this guy shoots the other like this guy has like a shooting ability or something <laughs> I don't know man like the abilities have been getting weirder and weirder and I like that well yes anyway uh, so yeah that's it for this week yep we didn't have a lot of news this week in terms of like big stuff but this was a cool week nevertheless mm mm-hmm. Well, so yeah. See, See you, everyone. See you all in the next week. Bye, bye. Bye, bye.